Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be covering West Coast Pro West Coast Cup Night 1. Just Night 1. Not going to cover Night 2 because I decided to cover Night 1 because it's a 16-man tournament and I get to see all the competitors in that tournament and I want to see them in one-on-one matches. And plus... The non-tournament match on this show was the West Coast Pro Champion, Jacob Fatu versus Speedball, Mike Bailey. That sounded like a lot of fun to watch. So I thought I'd just, I'd just go with night one. Um, I didn't want to make this podcast you know, a two-hour podcast. I want to keep it you know, at an hour. And, and so I decided just to do night one. And uh, the winner of this tournament, I'll just tell you right now, was Titus Alexander. He defeated Starboy Charlie in the finals. And that was like a culmination of, uh, I guess, their program in West Coast Pro. I have a friend that goes to 90% of the West Coast Pro shows. And um, he says that's probably the only real storyline that West Coast Pro has. He's a big fan of storylines and angles. And, and he wants, you know, he's like, as a fan, he likes to go to shows to follow the stories and what's going to happen next. He likes West Coast Pro. But mostly for him, it's just a lot of just just matches and a lot of good action. But he 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 want, he wishes there's more story storytelling um, with uh, West Coast Pro. But he is he is a fan and supporter of it. That's just his his only little complaint. But he always speaks highly of West Coast Pro. I still got to get out there. I still got to go see a show. Um, I always do. But it's like every time they have a show, there's like something going on. You know, I got a big family, so there's always something happening um i definitely wanted i was looking at that august 8th show but that's like so close to my wife's birthday and i'm like ah oh, man uh, but one day soon i will get out there and you know be in attendance to watch all the the great athletes that uh they're bringing in and and uh all the, the action that they have so i'm going to talk about night one here of this tournament uh, like i said i love tournaments um i think they're a lot of fun um, I always liked them ever since I was a kid, uh, from the Crockett Cup to King in the Ring. So um, tournaments are uh, one of my big favorite things about about wrestling when it comes to special events. And, of course, King of the Indies, of course, uh, was a big deal uh, for me in APW for uh, a very long time. And, of course, that historic one in 2001, I was in attendance for that. And what an amazing tournament that was, a historic tournament. So it's cool. It's cool that uh, West Coast is doing a tournament like this and and giving some spotlight to some some local talent as well as, as you know bring in some uh, special attractions like a Chris Saban for this tournament. So yeah, it was really cool. So before I get to the tournament, I want to talk about Fight Game Media Plus, our Patreon. It's five dollars a month. Um, you get a lot of great content on there. I have a show on there with Garrett Gonzalez. Um, it's called the Raw 98 Review. We're going over every Raw from 1998. We're looking at the business side of the WWE, plus also covering the show, talking about the storylines. This is like really the the really big peak of WWE. They're on fire in 98. Of course, we're leading up to SummerSlam um, this week. And so we're going to review SummerSlam. And we're also going to review the Raw after SummerSlam. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, you get the Brace for Impact podcast with J.D. Leva and Mike Gilbert. Uh, I just listened to the show today. It was a lot of fun breaking down not only the Impact television show, but they also break out the news and some speculation. Plus, those guys have great chemistry together. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, 
there's also there's also the Dynamite Show with Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine. They're a riot to listen to. It comes up uh, the same night as Dynamite, so right like a few hours after it airs, it's up, and they're hilarious. Uh, I enjoyed listening to their show as well. Of course, we got the boxing with Robert Silva. We have in the clinch with Paul Fontaine as well and Ryan Frederick. So we got we got everything covered in the fight game. We got. Pro wrestling, boxing, MMA. Again, it's only five dollars a month. Join, uh, you know, it's it's like what a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So you just, you know, one day you go out without that cup of coffee at Starbucks. You give Fight Game Media Plus a chance, and I think you're really gonna like it, and you're gonna hang with it. So I hope you uh, give it a shot. Just you know, give it a try. If you don't like it, you don't like it. It's okay. No harm, no foul. But uh, you know, I think, like I said, I think you're really, really gonna dig it. All right, let's get into it. Of course, lately on the fight game, uh, excuse me, the fight game. I'm doing so many podcasts now. It's like on the Take It Home podcast. Um, you know, I'm covering some. I, I talked about uh, AEW Battle Belts. I talked about uh, NXT Heat Wave. Um, you know, kind of got away from my indie roots on this show, covering indie stuff, and and so I wanted to get back to covering in, an indie show, and and so I was looking around to see, and I saw West Coast. West Coast Pro, West Coast Cup, and I was like, you know what? Like I said, I love tournaments. I'm gonna watch it. There's, I looked at who was on the on the show in the tournament, and there's a couple guys I don't even know. So I'm like, cool. I like seeing talent I haven't seen before. I want to be impressed. I want to be like, oh man, I never heard of this person. Where did this person come from? Um, and so we're gonna get into that in the tournament. Um, this took place on a Thursday night and on August 18th. It's a two night event, 16 uh, uh, competitor tournament. So, uh, you know, they, doing a 16-man tournament or a person tournament, excuse me, because this had a Masha Slamovich in it, uh, it ha- takes needs to be two nights or you're going to have, like, have a lot of matches, really short matches. Uh, so I, I think, and from the, from the attendance of the crowd, uh, uh, you know, it's tough to draw on a Thursday, but they had, you know, a lively crowd there and an energetic crowd. So they were really into everything there you can tell this crowd's really big into moves and and um you know i don't know if they get they're so deep into like the story of a match but you know they they pop for the moves and uh, there's a lot of moves we have i think i saw like i don't know like 1500 super kicks on this show a bunch of dive outs uh you know a bunch of you know just a bunch of everything but uh there was some really good wrestling some not so good wrestling so i'm gonna break it all down here on this take it on podcast so let's go into the first match first match was a, a battle between two luchadors who i've never seen before viento defeated gravity in seven minutes and you know this this match was just a a match between two green luchadors um, I didn't see anything special these guys. Nothing like stood out. Um, I, I I feel like I see these kind of the stuff you would see at a local flea market lucha show. Um, yeah, uh, very green. A lot of tumbling. Not a lot of not a lot of wrestling. Um, they would do some some cool athletic stuff here and there. But as the ma- I mean I I went back. And I didn't time the matches. I I got the t- I got the times off cage match and. For me, I felt like this match was like forever. That's how long it felt because it's just like a bunch of moves and um, no story within the match that I can grasp and follow and and get into it. So as I'm watching, I'm kind of just just watching it and cool it's moves, but how can I how how can they get me invested? Um, 
gravity i didn't understand his look i mean he had this black mask and wasn't that impressive it's just black and then and uh, like i said viento I, I, I don't know they both had long hair i could see under this mask but like i said they weren't impressive i i, I wouldn't start with this match honestly i thought this was a bad match to start with because it is just a lot of tumbling and moving around and and I would have started with the the third match on this in this tournament, uh, Vinny Massaro versus Jarrell Nelson. I would have put that match to open because that was hard hitting. It was physical. It was it is a match with two guys convincing me that they want to win to go on to the next tournament. This was just, um, like I said, a choreographed dance routine basically uh, between Viento and Gravity. And um, it's sometimes when you like this is kind of an inexperience of a lot of bookers. They'll like. Okay, let's put like the two lucha guys together, and they'll do the lucha stuff. It'll be all this high flying, but sometimes that doesn't work because they're going to just <laughs> they're just gonna they're just gonna go into their their bad habits. You know, they're gonna concentrate on the tumbling and and not concentrate on telling a really good story. I like to break up the luchadors and and put them with guys that can lead them. Because a lot of luchadors need leading, in my opinion, and someone that can tell the story and and and, and feature their high flying, um, I, I kind of would have split these guys up. But um, there was three luchadors on this show. These are the 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 two um, definitely not the best of the of the three, and but it just I don't know. It just wasn't a good match to open the show. I mean, fans are reacting to moves, but I don't think anyone reacted to the, to the to the wrestler right i mean they you know the, the fans have their their normal chants it's kind of like you know like, like it's almost like just uh, uh cliche now these chants that they all make and it's just you know it was to me it was not a good match i like to open shows with some good wrestling to get people just sucked in like get some get them in the mindset of we're watching a contest. We're watching a fight. We're watching. We're watching two people who want to win matches and move on, uh, who want to either become contenders for a title or they want to win a championship or defend their championship or they have a grudge. To, you know, I, I usually just like to start off with like a good, good wrestling match, and and that's what I would have started off with uh, Vinny and Terrell. But they went with, they went with some the high flying here, and for their you know it worked for their audience, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I, you know, it worked for them. But for me, it just, as a viewer at home, I was like, I just couldn't get into it. So match number two was Starboard Charlie. He submitted D-Rogue in eight minutes and two seconds. Um, I like that Starboy Charlie was going for the leg in this match. He had, he had a plan, you could tell. Uh, so that was, you know, get me in the match. D-Rogue, you know, I've we've booked D-Rogue in the past for APW. Um Good size, good size. I remember he used to call himself the tallest luchador, and I thought that was the stupidest thing. Like, why would you want to be called the tallest? That's your gimmick? He's just the tallest luchador? Just, <laughs> oh, man, fucking indie wrestling sometimes. Uh, I don't think he's, I think he stopped calling himself that. Um, you know, the indies are so full of just small wrestlers, and you have this guy like D-Rogue who has good height, and he's a good athlete, and it's like, I want to see him, like, you know, work on that body, get in the gym, uh, get new gear. You know, he's wrestling most of the matches with a white T-shirt on and uh, high spots, you know, shorts. And it's like, man, you know, West Coast is bringing a lot of talent in and 
you want to show your best. And um, so you never know who's going to be brought in and recommend someone. And they're going to just, you know, you don't want to look like just local indie guy, right? So, and, and D Rogue's work too was pretty, pretty, pretty indie. Char- Charlie's very, very good at a young age here. Of course, he's been training since he was like fucking, what, 14 years old? I think he's even younger. Um, I like that he's getting some size on him, like his gear. Um, he can, uh, I want to see him work on his facial. He has like a little mean face when he starts making a little comeback, but I want to see a little more fire. He's kind of, he has that kind of same face syndrome at times. Um, I want to, you know, especially, you know, the, these fans love him, right? These fans, he's, lo- he's a lo- the local star here and they just love this kid. Give, 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 connect with them. Look at him. You know, give him a fist pump, you know, sell, look at him when you're selling, ask for, you know, just, you know, watch a lot of Ricky Morton, watch a lot of Teal Santana, watch a lot of Ricky Steamboat, the classics, right? I mean, just watch those guys and learn from it. This because this kid is still a kid and, you know, him getting beat up and getting heat on him and then making that big comeback, people are just going to go crazy. And, you know, D-Rogue here didn't, to me, like, you're this bigger guy, you have this kid who's so popular like give some good heat in there. Just it's just this was basically a typical indie match, and I really wish that Starboy was with someone else that could really tell that story and get some good heat. So let Charlie make that comeback. Um, I like that. Um, like I said, Charlie was working on the leg, and and of course he finished with the submission to submit D Rogue. But as he made his comeback, he's doing like the, the you know. The, He's doing the big drop kick, shotgun drop kick, the Shibata kick in the corner. Then he jumps up and does this big old corkscrew thing and hits it, but then just locks on the leg lock. Like, I, you gotta have the exciting comeback, but I wouldn't have finished it off with the. I wouldn't have done the the sky twister because you could save that for later in the tournament, especially this guy who's going to be in the finals. So you know you're going to win a couple more matches. So you want to use that to actually pin someone. Instead of hitting it and just getting up and locking on a submission hold, um, but I was really impressed by Charlie. It's, you know, he's he's really coming along. He's getting a lot of bookings, you know, of course, and he's getting a lot more experience. And this kid's going to be good. He's like I said, he's, he, I remember him setting up rings for APW and Premier, and always a really good kid. So I'm so happy that he's you know enjoying his success, and I just you know look forward to see him getting better and better. And uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, Star of the show was <laughs> this match was Charlie for sure. Uh, match number three, Vinny Massaro submitted Jarrell Nelson in ten minutes and twenty nine seconds. Uh, this was a really good match. I, I I thought, but I thought the finish was a little blah. Uh, Jordan Jarrell Nelson got the jump start on Vinny like right away. Just came in, flying kick, boom. Vinny always a really good seller. Just sold sold that thing great. Crowd was into it. This is why I'm like, dude, this should have opened with this match right again hard-hitting physical uh two two quality workers you know i always like jarell nelson um you know he's in that tag team the uh, west coast wrestling crew i really think jarell nelson is that really glue to this team he's such a smooth worker um and i was really excited when i saw that he was in this tournament because um i want to see more jarell nelson in singles matches because I, I i think he's really good um Vinny came off with like this cross. Well, actually, before that, there was a moment in the match where uh, Vinny was uh, whipping uh, Jarrell out of the corner. Jarrell reversed it, 
and he dropped down and I don't know what the plan was. Was he supposed to drop Jarrell supposed to drop down and trip Vinny into and then Vinny's supposed to take the bump into the face first into the turnbuckles? Um, or was he just supposed to drop down and Vinny was still back to take that same bump, but there was no trip. So either Vinny got tripped over his feet. It just was really nasty looking. It was looked like a really hard bump. Maybe it was as a plan and it fucking got me. It looked great. Um, but it looked like a really, really rough bump. Um, uh, Vinny uh, started making a comeback, went to the second rope, did a cross body off the second rope. Jarrell caught him, rolled through it, and and, and picked him up out of, out of that showed some power and then he tried to lift them into a fireman's carry kind of like the you know john cena would do but this time i don't know what happened i don't know if he had a grip or what or then he was just too heavy or just it just you know just didn't work out it just he got he lifted him up and couldn't get under him or then he got when he lifted him up then he was too high on his head and and instead of on the shoulders and he just went down so but you know Jarrell, you know, smoothly transitioned right back, right to a body slam. It was fine. But, like, you know, I was like, oh, I felt for those guys because that was going to be a pretty awesome moment. Um, but, yeah, it's it just uh, that was a that was a bummer. But, anyways, Jarrell went for the big flying elbow. Uh, Vinny uh, locked on the triangle and uh, that's tapped out Jarrell Nelson, which the crowd really didn't pop big for the uh, submission. Uh, I don't think they were expecting the finish to be via submission because Vinny wasn't really going for a lot of submission holds in this match. It was a lot more, it was like a very high impact match. So when they went for the submission, I think they just thought that Jarrell was going to get out because when Jarrell submitted or the ref stopped it, you know, the fans really didn't pop that big. So I don't think they were, you know, if Vinny would establish some more submissions in that match, I think they would have been they would have been there for it. <coughs> excuse me. All right. So match number four, Midas Creed. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Commander uh, pinned Midas Creed in six minutes, 30 seconds. It's the first time I've ever seen Commander. Um, he's definitely way ahead of Viento and Gravity, we saw earlier. Um, I like Midas Creed. He's exciting, uh, flyer. He has some funky charisma. He has some good intensity for a little guy. Um, Commander, like I said, he had a, he's a, good, he's a good flyer. He has a good, good look. Um, Commander tried to do this convoluted dive out into her Hurricana that just didn't really come off as planned. It just kind of looked kind of looked kind of rough. Look, uh, look. It just looked. It looked bad. It looked slow, and you know, I think if he just would have done a dive out and landed, and it would have been a lot more exciting. Um, Commander pinned Creed after walking the ropes hit a four fifty, which looked awesome. Um, I would have Creed at least win the first round match. Maybe Commander could have beat <coughs> someone else, you know, gone on to the next round. But um, Creed's good. I, I don't know why. I I, I was kind of hoping he would move on in this tournament because uh, he's exciting. He's probably one of the most exciting young wrestlers in this area, in the West Coast area today for sure. So, but, um, you know, this this is okay. Uh, you know, compared to the first match, this is like 10 times better. So, uh so yeah, but I was a little disappointed that Maya's Creed uh, didn't pull out the win on this one. Match number five, Masha Slamovich defeated Alpha Zoe via ref stoppage. Um, this match here, I like Masha Slamovich. She's really good. 
Now, if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not the biggest fan of intergender wrestling matches, but I am anyone I can pull it off is Masha because I reviewed a match to her and AC Mack from uh, Action Wrestling a few months back, and that was a really good match. And because she's so intense and physical, and and she brings it, so you know, so I believe her with against anyone, man or man or female, like she can. She can do it. You know, she's tough as nails. Alpha's, you know, Alpha's oh, jump started the match. Well, this is a big <laughs> theme of this night. A lot of guys are jump uh jump starting their matches here. And uh Masha did a dive on Zoe, which I don't know what was supposed to happen. It, it was like the slowest dive in the world. And Zoe you you supposed to catch her and he didn't, or was scared to hit the chairs or something. I don't know. Like it just was so slow. And so I just felt like he was supposed to catch her, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong there, but, um, Zoe and Masha started to fight on the floor forever. Like it went so long. I'm like, fuck, I got to time this four minutes and 24 seconds. They fought on the floor. Referee didn't count them out. They used furniture and, you know, around the around the ring the ringside area, no disqualification. Like, I didn't know this is a no disqualification, no rules tournament. They didn't talk about that. So, I hate this shit. I hate when matches just totally like, eh, fuck the rules. You know, we'll do what we want, and just it doesn't matter. Bury the ref. Who cares? We're doing our thing. We're gonna brawl all over. It's just. It's just it's just lazy, in my opinion. Uh four minutes, twenty four seconds, that's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. I'd be pissed off if I was the booker or promoter. I'd be like, dude, what are you guys doing? You know, you're I would have told the referee they're gonna be out. Let's fucking count them out. Fuck it, who cares? Right? Someone's getting to buy next round. Ah, I hate that shit, man. It just I, it just it just it's just just unnecessary okay if it was a no rules tournament i fucking get it right that's part of the deal but it's not so what makes you know these two just like oh we do whatever we want i don't like that and then now they do that and everyone else is going to do their own thing and it's just fucking chaos in there right there's no control so that was really disappointing and i I, and i didn't give a fuck as they're as they're just like walking around brawling on this ring. Like it just got, it was like over the top. Now it's getting ridiculous. Uh, they get back in the ring. Alpha Zoe hit a, a sit out power bomb for a near fall. Uh, they started to do one of those strong style um, sequences where just hitting a bunch of moves and they're powering up. And then they don't, it's just, you know, indie shit. Uh, Zoe hit a brain buster for a near fall. Eventually, Masha got a variation of an arm bar called the Death Wish, and Alpha Zoe doesn't tap out. <laughs> God. Uh, so that was that match. I did not like this match at all, as you can probably tell. It just, just, you know, it was just too much. Masha's good. Alpha Zoe, he's a lot of work. Masha's you know, way, way ahead of him um, in there. Uh, it's just. It was just, 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 I hate that. I don't like when 
people just forget the rules for their own for their own deal. They don't you know they don't care. They just they're just doing their thing. It just was frustrated me. So was not into this match at all. Um, I actually probably liked the Lucha match in the beginning more than this than this match because this is ridiculous. Four minutes, twenty four seconds, people. How's no? I mean, I hope someone talked to him after whoever the Booker is. I think Vinny's the Booker. I hope he said something. I hope the bro said something. Why do you guys brawl out there? You know, like if you want to brawl on the out on the ringside area, like do within the count, right? Have someone break the fucking count. Come on, people. All right. Match number six. Nick Wayne pinned Brian Keith in six minutes, 11 seconds. I wish the match before had six minutes, 11 seconds, and this match could have had the fucking nine minutes. Um, I like Brian Keith, man. I like the the look he has. Comes out with the cowboy hat, the poncho. Uh, has that has that great face, you know, that sneer, the bounty hunter. I dig it. Nick Wayne's a exciting young athlete, you know. Uh, Brian Keith jump starts the match. Oh, another one. This is three tonight already. It. <laughs> so far so we got a jump start here um before the bell keith is attacking uh nick wayne with a chair hits use a chair on the leg and you know as you probably seen this a million times referees asking him can you go and he's like yeah i can go bell rings and nick is off the running, hitting a hurricanrana, you know. He's still selling the leg, but it's like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> if you're going to tell that story of this, the bounty hunter, this heel, attacking this young kid before the bell rings, trying to get the jump on this kid, and he hurts his leg, like, f- forget the shine. Forget the shine. And just go straight to the heat and let, you know, Keith just work on the leg. You know, Nick fights back a little bit, still in it, not dying. Keith's working on that leg, going for submissions, hard kicks, you know. Get some good heat on that leg. And then Keith makes a mistake. Now, Nick Wayne is making his comeback in levels, not just springing up and doing a bunch of stuff. Like fighting up right fighting up in levels finally just getting there getting that fire kicking that leg out ah, you know he's big you know and then maybe you know he, he sneaks one out on brian key or catches key to something ah you know nick i just the story was there for them to tell it, you know it was it was right there and the fans like 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 star Wars charlie they love nick wayne here and what a what a Great, easy story to tell. Really, he would have got that sympathy. They would worked on it. They would have got that sympathy. Like you know, it's like they tell. They want. They're like we're, we're gonna tell a story here, but they don't like really tell it well. You know, I was I was like you know because yeah, <laughs> okay, he jumps him, hurts his knee. Now I want to see this kid fight back. But right away when he's when he when the bell rings and he's already on his feet running and connecting with the hurricanrana, a standing hurricanrana, like. Fuck the knee can't be that bad. So and, and so then you 
I don't even know why I even even thought about doing that because if I'm the if I'm Brian Keith, like okay, I'm gonna jumpstart the smash before the bell. I'm gonna hit you with the chair, and the first thing after the bell is gonna do, you're gonna hit me with the hurricana. Well, what why the fuck we just do the whole deal before the bell? Now you're killing my heat, right? It's just silly. Just silly. Just, just this is why, you know, I don't even know the I don't know how it works there. Um, you know, maybe they maybe. You know, I don't know who, if the the Booker even goes over their matches, talks about what they had planned, what's the story you want to tell. You know, like, you know, you know, you got to have a good ear to listen to like some stuff that doesn't match up. You know, like, eh, that doesn't sound right. What are you gonna do? Where are you gonna be? What's what's gonna happen after that? You, know, you got to ask those kind of questions. So, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. I just thought, man, they had this really good story. They could, they, they were trying to tell, but they, they just didn't tell it. Didn't tell it well. So, so Nick Wayne moves on, which I kind of expected. I got like, I like Brian Keith. I kind of wish he would have been in a different match and and went in the next round. But you know, I know everyone can't go in the next round. But shit, you know, we got Viento in the next round. Can Brian Keith just beat fucking Viento and go in the next round? Okay, match number seven. Levi Shapiro pinned Allen Angels in seven minutes and 19 seconds. Allen Angels a replacement for David Richards. I don't know what happened there, why he could not make it. But, um, um, you know, Allen Angels, I've seen him. Actually, I saw him in person at the the, the only indie show I've been to since like, in the pandemic. That was a... UGWA I went to go I'll see my, my my friend Kate Jutler and Dave Dutra wrestled. Du- Dave Dutra wrestled uh, Allen Angels, and you know it was it was all right. It was your typical you know typical match you see indie match. You know basically just big move, big move, and you know I don't know. It was just it was, it was okay. It was better than the other nonsense they had on the show. But so it was probably Rick Steve over Rick Rick Flair compared to all the other nonsense on the show. So. Um, but what I liked about this match is it was kind of cool to see Alan Angel's heel. So he's like doing something different. And, uh, uh, of course, Levi Shapiro's Bay face here. And I liked the uh, Alan Angel's heel work here. I, I, I dug it. I dug it a lot. I really liked, um, uh, uh, James K.K.'s call in this match. Um, he, uh, he told her just, Set the stage like right away. Like Levi Shapiro has been training like a madman, focusing on David Richards, and now now he's you know basically throwing a monkey wrench at him. David is not there now. He has to change his game plan on Alan Angels. And I just love that. Just that that storytelling. James KK is this really talented play play guy. I really enjoy listening to him. He's 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 uh he's a joy to listen to. Um. I was happy this match to start off with the fucking jump start. Thank you so much. Um, Levi, you know, like I say, Levi goes to shake Alan Angel's hand, but Alan, Alan Angel slaps him in the face. So right away, you know, clear, heel, baby face. We got that. Um, Angel's hit a jumping DT off the apron to the floor. Levi did this cool Vader body block. I dug that. Uh, I thought the match was a little bit long. It kind of went a little long. It was only seven minutes, 19 seconds, but it started feeling a little long. Like, a little, you know, probably could have been just a little shorter. Um, I thought the finish should have been that fist drop that, that, uh, that, uh, that Levi does. He, 
That's bad movie. That looks so good. And I love how he like he walks down the ropes and jumps. It just it just it just it looks cool, man. It's not it's not flashy. He's not doing a bunch of twisty flips, but it just he's a big guy coming down with a fist. Like shit, I believe that. Um, he won with the pile driver, which you know didn't look that good. Yeah, you, you can see you know Angel's you know head not. You know, I'm not saying spike the guy, but you know, his head was out. His head was out. It just looked like almost like you know, you know, he it didn't connect, and so I just thought, you know, the fans were up when he hit that fish drop, and I thought that could have been a finish right there. So, but yeah, I I enjoyed this match. It was it was a good match. Match number eight was the best match of the night. It was Titus Alexander versus Chris Sabin. Uh, Titus Alexander beat Chris Sabin in 13 minutes and six seconds. Um, I was extremely impressed with young Tyus Alexander. I've been impressed with him for a while now. Uh, but this really impressed me. This kid is making some very strong strides, proving rapidly. His heel work, definitely a lot better in this match. Uh, taking powders, getting frustrated. Uh, I loved, uh, I love that. He missed that. Everyone just kind of goes. I love that he would take his little powders, steps out, like just building, building that heat. Um, get people just, come on, they just want to see his ass kick because he's a good little heel. Um, I love his bumps. I love how he has some personality on his bumps. It's selling. Um, a lot of fun to watch. The timing these two had. Of course, Saban is a, you know, obviously a longtime veteran, been around really good, really good stuff here. I, I thought this match was just a joy to watch. I was so happy to see this match. And this is definitely one I would highly, highly recommend people go out and see. Um, yeah, I thought it was Titus's coming out party, in my opinion. Just, you know, I've seen him in other matches. He does a lot of moves, a lot of high-impact stuff, and people are going crazy. But this showed me, like, okay, this kid has something, right? He gets it. And I just thought they told a really good story. And I... And I have no real major critiques of this match. Um, I was just, just I was into it. I was sucked in. I was, uh, sus- you know, my, my it was easy to suspend, suspend my disbelief and w- enjoy a good wrestling match when I watched it. Uh, the timing of a, like a, a jumping knee that Tyus did and the sell that Saban did was phenomenal. And this was definitely the match of the night by far and just tremendous stuff. And so Titus winning the tournament was a good call. Of course, he's going to be, I guess you win this tournament, you get a lot of stuff. You get like, you win the cup, you compete in the king of the ring tournament. uh, Sorry, king of the ring, king of the Indies tournament. That's going to be in November. And also you get a title shot at the West coast pro title shot. So a lot of stakes in this tournament, right? So, uh, uh, so that's going to be a pretty big match. Jacob fought two versus uh, Titus Alexander. And I wouldn't not be shocked if Titus Alexander is the guy that beats Jacob fought two. I honestly, well, from what I saw at a Titus Alexander in this match, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the right call. I, I think he's ready to carry that as a top heel guy. I definitely showed it here. Um, and we'll see if you keep that up. Maybe, maybe I'm looking forward to his next match. Maybe I should go back and kind of finish off this tournament if I have time. Because I want to see, was it 
him or was it Chris Sabin who kind of talked to him about this match and, and, and led him that way? I, I'm, I'm going to think this kid, I, this kid is learning fast. I think, I think he, he has it. So, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, hit more matches with him in the future. And I think he did a great job. So definitely my match, my highly recommend. If you're right, if you're going to just watch any match of this tournament, this is the match to watch. You know, you can skip everything else. Honestly, this was the match. The main event was an on-tournament match, West Coast Pro Championship match. The champion, Jacob Fatu versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, after some really athletic stuff by both men, they they, they brought on the floor for another very long time. Um, again, the referee has to be out there. And they started going all around. There's like a little second, like a little second level, little stage area. And Fatu started setting up all this furniture and just and then and then Speedball kicks him off this thing and he goes he lands on it. It just looked like a rough bump. And this is totally unnecessary, man. Like I don't understand why this was even why they thought this was a good idea. Like and the bump, it just wasn't it didn't even look that exciting. It was rough as hell. Cause, you know, he's stacking like this you know, Home Depot project where he's doing with these chairs and he just like goes, he just goes into them and just, I don't know, fought. It just, it's like, you need to take fought, I guess he, they, he feel like I'm a smaller guy. I need to do something that's going to take hurts you fought too. Cause you're a, the bulldozer, right? So I need to do something. Well, why can't you stick and move? You know, he's the karate guy. He's smaller. He has to use a speed and quickness and his experience to, uh, uh, keep, the Simone Werewolf, you know, off balance. And I would have just done the, the, the tree chopping kicks, just work on those legs, work on those legs. You know, he's the martial artist, work on those legs, chop slow. Jacob fought two down. And then finally, you know, maybe you, you think you have him going down. He had the, you had the big Samoan going down with those kicks. You can see, you know that that leg is starting to he's starting to feel that leg he's starting to get weak on that wheel and now he's start now he's starting to limp now he's going down now he's teetering now you're trying now now speed speedball goes for something off the ropes and fucking Fatu cuts him off bam stops him and now Fatu just gets on him and starts getting heat and he's shaking on his leg he's recovering he's locking on a nerve hole to kind of just kind of recover and he's you know now he's putting some you know some heat on this guy. And then, then he makes a mistake. And then here comes freaking speedball Mike Bay to make his comeback. But the, the whole stuff with the brawling in the beginning was just nonsense. It just wasn't, it wasn't even needed, especially after fuck the match earlier and went four minutes out there. Like, I don't even care, you know, sitting there, setting up a bunch of chairs, you know, not going to be anything different with these people, what Marsha and Alpha Zoe did, right? They just, so I don't know. I would have left that out. Uh, Fatu hit this awesome avalanche splash into the corner on Speedball. I mean, he crushed him. It looked fucking nasty. I love Jacob Fatu. I love watching that guy. He's just something special, man. You go see Jacob Fatu wrestle, and you're always gonna be talking about him when you leave the building. Y'all, you just be like, I can't believe that guy did this and that. He's such a freak athlete. I love that guy. Loved working with him in APW. Um, what a sensation. And I'm glad that people are recognizing all over the world. 
and you know sky's the limit for that guy um speedball hit his alternate weapon 450 double knees but couldn't make the cover because because he hurt his knee uh fahu hit the swanton for a two count uh it's cool that he went for the swanton but i i it would have been better if he would have missed it and that's where uh uh speedball could have started making his comeback there you know god dude come on fatu hitting the swanton and connecting and only getting a two count this big old dude come on man like there's just something that doesn't look believable and that was it right um uh, speedball hit his ultimate weapon again but this time he didn't cover and he hit the bus off kick but fatu kicked out I would have covered again. The crowd was going nuts when he hit that uh, ultimate weapon, four fifty double knees on Fatu and connected, and went for the co- like he should have went for the cover there because the the fans would have bought that. Once he got up, Speedball got up, and you know momentum was lost there because he had to take time, he had to do his little pose, he did the buzzsaw kick. I think people knew like okay, he's kicking out of this. Like it wasn't that big of a, like a reaction when. When Speedball, uh, when, uh, sorry, Fatu kicked out of that kick. Uh, Fatu hit this uh, Spanish fly off the top rope, then picked up Speedball Mike Bailey, threw him into the ropes, hit that awesome pop-up Samoan drop that he does, um, and then he went for his big moonsault, connected for a fucking two count. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. And then... Fucking speedball fires up, hits a kick. But, but, but sorry, speedball. You know he fires up that old strong style. And then and then Fatu hits a super kick, sit out driver one two three. I'm like, dude, then why fucking hit the spoon salt? Why kill your move? If I'm Jake, I'm like, okay, I'll go for the moon salt. You can get out of the way. Right, that's cool, but no, we're not kicking out. Like, this is where someone needs to protect Jacob Fatu here. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's just being respectful because you know, Speedball is a veteran and been around the world. But you know, same time, you gotta protect your business, in my opinion. And that's just just ridiculous that that happened. I couldn't believe it. And it killed it for me. Killed this match for me. I mean, I wasn't that into this match. Um, you know, I like seeing Jacob do his thing. But the brawling beforehand, which was, was unnecessary. And then when I saw this, I'm like, what is this? Speedball Mike Bailey, of all people, needs a, needs a you know, kick out of the moonsault. He's going to kick out of the fucking moonsault? Like, not anyone bigger. Actually, no one should. No one should ever kick out of that fucking moonsault. No one. Unless it's fucking WrestleMania main event against, you know, maybe with a fellow top star. But not Speedball Mike Bailey. I, I like Speedball Mike Bailey. He's fun to watch, but fuck. Like, I just don't understand. Like, why? Why? <laughs> What's wrong with people today? Protect your finish. Um... When I was booking, I was very protective of guys' finish because I didn't want people just kicking out of finish because they wouldn't mean anything, right? Especially that move. The guys, what, 300 pounds, flipping in the air, landing on a guy that's, what, not even 200 pounds, and he's fucking kicking out too? 
that should have been the finish. The sit-out driver is not as exciting as a big 300-pounder doing a fucking uh, a, a double jump moonsault. So that was disappointing. I would have been like, like, oh, hold up, hold up here. What? Kick it out of the moonsault? No. You can miss it. You can roll out of the way. But no one's kicking out of this moonsault. I'm sorry, right? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to get people sometimes. Like, how does this happen? So that was pretty disappointing. But um, overall, though, I, I in closing, I enjoyed the show. It was a lot of fun. For, there's a lot of good on this show that I really enjoyed. Of course, that match between Tyrus Alexander and Chris Saban, I really, really loved that match. Um, um, best match of the night by far. Just the most professional, exciting, told a great story. It was a lot of, you know, no, you have the, everything, the storytelling, you have the athletics, you, you have the veteran and the, and the young sensation, just good. You know, I, I, I enjoyed Levi Shapiro and Alan Angels. Was, like I said, I enjoyed Alan Angels' heel work in the match. Um, I liked Vinny versus Jarrell Nelson. I thought that was a fun, hard-hitting match. Um, I liked some individual performances. Some of the matches kind of maybe didn't work out, the, you know. Um, but I, if I'm recommend this show i definitely recommend again match number eight uh tyus alexander versus chris sapin highly recommend it so i hope everyone enjoyed this edition of take it home podcast um i'll be back next week you know hey send me some recommendations with a watch you know maybe, should, I, should i finish the tournament is that what you want to hear you want to hear me finish off this tournament for next week i, I could definitely do that um any other shows that you you uh you've seen that i should check out um I have access to IWTV, so and this is on IWTV on their streaming service. So, um, you know, let me know anything anything on that on that uh, streaming service that you, you want me to watch and review. I'll definitely review it. Um, I, you know, I think thank you all for joining me. You know, f- please follow me on Twitter at Laraka J L. That's L A R O C C A J L. Um, I'm always just uh, you know tweeting most about wrestling, some movie stuff here and there. Uh, but yeah. Love to hear your thoughts on the show. Do you agree or don't agree with some of my uh, matches? You know, uh, my my thoughts on the matches. Um, I'd love to hear, hear, hear back from you. So, everyone, have a great weekend. Be safe. See you next week. Take care.